0: Welcome to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Our world is full of incomplete solutions, leaving people searching for more. God's only solution for all mankind, for all time, is Jesus Christ. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Grow in relationship with God, your Heavenly Father, because your purpose is far greater than the day-to-day circumstances of life. Let's join Greg for The Solution Radio Show as he shares from God's Word with us today. I'd
1: like to start by asking the question, what are we to do? And I ask that question in light of the elections that were were held a little over a week ago here in the United States. Uh, We elected Donald Trump and Mike Pence as president and vice president. Sadly, though, many Christians are divided over the results of the election. You know, regardless of the election results, there is no reason to be divided or to be fearful or to be angry. We need to look to God's word. God's word gives us the direction we need for those of us that truly desire to know what to do next. And we'll start here in 1 Timothy if you've got a Bible handy and would like to follow along, chapter 2, verse 1. It says there, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Here in this verse there are four different types of prayer here. Supplications, those are prayers for a very specific need. And the word prayers in this verse, that's just the general word for a a prayer or a request to God. The word intercessions, that's when we pray on behalf of or for someone else. And when we pray for others, we give that person to God in our prayer with a childlike confidence. There's no fear, there's no worry in our prayers when we pray to God. And remember Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, very uh, uh, favorite verse of so many, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And that fourth type of prayer there in that verse, it says to give thanks. And to give thanks is a prayer of thankfulness or thanksgiving for all that our Heavenly Father has done for us. Well, who are we to pray for? There in that verse 1, it says we're to pray for all men or all people. Verse 2 is a little more specific. Here it says in verse 2, For kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. What is our responsibility as Christian believers towards those that are in governmental positions that make decisions which affect our lives? It says here we are to pray for them we are to pray specifically that we may live a quiet and peaceable life. This quiet and peaceable life would include no war, either outside with other countries or internally with a civil war. It's a peaceful freedom where we can pursue an abundant life and liberty with joy. Our life is to be in all godliness and honesty. And that godliness here, that's a true, vital, spiritual relationship with God as our Heavenly Father. It's the exact opposite of ungodliness, which would be a life without God. And it's to be in all honesty. We should never, never be ashamed of our belief in God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. We should never have to worship and pray behind closed doors because of fear, never. That is the purpose of praying for our government leaders. Wouldn't it be wonderful though if our government leaders were Christians, that knew God as their heavenly father? where they allowed God to work within them to will and to do of his good pleasure, where they looked for God's direction and approval in their decisions rather than the approval of special interests and men, don't ever apologize to anyone for believing the gospel of Jesus Christ. The unbeliever, they certainly have the freedom and they have the right to not believe, but they do not have the right to tell you that you cannot speak God's word and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Continuing there in Timothy, verse 3, it says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Verse 4, Who will have all men to be saved, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. There in those verses, that's the purpose for our prayer for men who are in authority. It's so that we can live a life that allows us the freedom to make known the truth of God's word. God's desire is that all be saved, that all receive eternal life. And not only that, that they receive eternal life, but that they come to a knowledge of the truth. As a child of God, do you know what your purpose is? Do you know what your calling in life is? Your purpose, your calling is far above your occupation or your income level. Your occupation and your income level, they are your sphere of influence, so to speak. They bring people across your path. Your true purpose in life is found in Christ and in Christ alone. Uh, let's look over in uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. It says here, for our citizenship is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It says your true citizenship is in heaven. Remember the song? It goes. This world is not my home, we're just a passing through. But while we pass through, we have an obligation. We have a responsibility and the privilege to love people by making known to them the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, most conversation today is, really, it's superficial at best. It revolves around the weather, our jobs, the latest sports score, or some Hollywood gossip, all words that have no lasting impact on anyone. To make an eternal impact in this world, speak the words of life. That's God's word. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 5, and uh, verse 14 is where we'll start. It says, For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them, and rose again. The love that Christ has for you, it tugs on your heart. It will tug on your heart to live for him. Jesus Christ, he died in place of you. When you really recognize that, when you really believe that, your desire, your heart's desire will be to live for him you know, your life is not all about you. My life is not all about me. Jesus Christ gave his life so that we could now live for him. You know, number one, when we see the love our Heavenly Father has for us, our hearts will melt in humble reverence and love for him. We will pray, Father, you have done so much for me. Now what can I do for you? Let's continue in verse 16 here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says, Wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh, yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more according to the flesh. You know, that's a very interesting verse. It says, we no longer know Christ after or according to the flesh. Then how are we to know him? We are to know him. We are to identify with him in his exalted position, seated at the right hand of God. Jesus Christ, he is the head of the body of Christ. And each of us, every single one of you, are members in particular in that body. Where the head is, the body is. And where is the head? Jesus Christ is the head. Jesus Christ is seated at God's right hand. The body goes where the head goes. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says that you are seated at God's right hand. That will literally be fulfilled in actuality where you will experience it at the return of Jesus Christ. What a moment that will be! Our true identity is found in Christ, it is not found in our flesh. See yourself, see others the way God sees you, see others as that Christ within. And what God has done for them. And also see Christ Jesus in his exalted position at God's right hand with all power and all authority. God has given him all power and all authority. Everything has been handed into his hand. And we have the privilege to be able to use his name in this world. The name of Jesus Christ is the most powerful name there is. There is none more powerful. And it's in the name of Jesus Christ that men and women are saved. There's no salvation in Buddha or Hindu or Krishna or or Mohammed. There's no salvation there. Salvation is only found in the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the only one that the Father has ever raised from the dead. And he today is seated at God the Father's right hand. And one of these days, the Father is going to send him back to gather together unto himself all those that are his, all those that have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's continue back here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things in Christ are become new, and all things new are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and has given to us the ministry of of reconciliation God has given you the ministry of reconciliation every one of us in the body of Christ have the privilege to live in service to others by operating this ministry of reconciliation what is the ministry of reconciliation verse 9 tells us it's to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation." It's to speak God's word. It's to make known the gospel of Jesus Christ to others, to let people know the greatness of the freedom and the liberty that is found in the spirit of God when someone believes God's word, the freedom from condemnation, the freedom from the the guilt of sin, the freedom from the sin nature to be able to walk in all the fullness that God has made available in Christ Jesus. That's what we have to offer to a perishing world. What a life we have. What an awesome privilege. Well, right after this short break, we'll continue with this topic of what we're to do today. Uh, Please take some time to visit our website, thesolutionradioshow.com.
0: This is The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus. Exploring God's solution for all mankind for all time. Jesus Christ. Let's continue where we left off
1: before our break, and we were talking about the ministry of reconciliation that our Heavenly Father has given us. What is that ministry? It was in 2 Corinthians 5.19 where we left off. Let's read that verse again. To know that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing the world's trespasses unto them, and God has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Jesus Christ, by his life, his death, and resurrection, made a way for mankind once again to have access to God. Jesus Christ restored what Adam had lost. Jesus Christ didn't come to condemn the world. He came to save the world. Now that Jesus Christ has ascended into heaven, And on the day of Pentecost, he sent the Holy Spirit. Now, he has committed you and I to the word of reconciliation. He has committed to us that word. You have the ministry of reconciliation, and you have the word of reconciliation to carry out that ministry. Don't ever, don't ever think that your life has no purpose, or that you're a has-been, or that God has discarded you, to the ash heap of life. Far from it. You're God's child. He has placed his spirit within you, and you now have the privilege to reconcile men and women back to God by speaking the good news of the life that's found in Jesus Christ. Most people wander through life aimlessly. Work, eat, sleep. Do it again. Work, eat, sleep. And then on a day off, relax in front of the TV. The purpose being to earn a paycheck, to pay the bills, and to try to squeeze in some recreation. Well, when you see your purpose in Christ, work, eat, sleep no longer becomes a routine numbing activity. It becomes alive with excitement and anticipation because you know it's God in Christ in you. You know that your life makes a difference. You know that you're not ordinary anymore. You know that you're God's masterpiece. You know that you have an eternal purpose far above the day-to-day activity of everyday life. Within your sphere of influence, your life affects others. And you can bring people great deliverance, great joy, as you love them with the love of God, as you speak God's word. Continuing in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 20, it says, Now then, now we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. Right now, you are an ambassador for Christ. What's an ambassador? An ambassador is an official representative, usually in a foreign country. You are a representative for God Almighty and the Lord Jesus Christ, wherever you might reside. He gives you the words to speak. It's his word. You represent him. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. You speak for God. You live for God. Verse 21, still in that same chapter of Second Corinthians. For he, God, has made him, Jesus Christ, to be sin for us. Who, Jesus Christ, knew by experience no sin. The purpose being that you might be made the righteousness of of God in him what a remarkable heavenly father we have what a remarkable salvation we have through Jesus Christ you have the righteousness of God how righteous is God he's pretty righteous <laughs> you've been judged in Christ you've been judged in Christ he gave his life for you so you could have life if anyone ever challenges your right to speak the gospel you reply that you have been sent by God Almighty and that you represent Christ to the world. You have every right to speak God's word. They may say, well, we don't talk about religion or those kinds of things here. I say, oh, really? <laughs> Says who? God's archenemy, the devil, he marshals his forces in this world to try and shut up and intimidate God's children. Well, let's recognize where the challenge comes from and then let's boldly love and speak God's word. God will work within you the right words to speak at the right time. We don't speak his word out of fear or out of anger. We speak from a heart of love and it's the love that the Father has for a perishing world. The value of one life is found in the life of Jesus Christ. That one life could be homeless Walter on the street corner or it could be the wealthiest man in your town. Outside of Christ, life is meaningless for both. With Christ, both of their lives are valuable beyond measure. Jesus Christ shed his blood for all, so that all could freely come to the Father and receive eternal life. Those of us that have believed, we have the wonderful privilege to speak the words that reconcile men and women back to God. Well we first started out in First Timothy. Let's go back to where we were, First Timothy chapter two, and let's read verses five and six. Verse five says, "For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus." And on account of that, let's look at Hebrews chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. It says, For we have not a high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmity, talking about Jesus Christ. But he, Jesus Christ, was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, not hesitating, not fearfully, not groveling in the dirt, no it says, come boldly under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. What a loving Heavenly Father we have. Christ Jesus is the one that makes available access to the one true God, the Father. By his perfect, accomplished work, we have access into the throne room of God's grace and his goodness. The life of Jesus Christ is the ransom. It's the payment that was paid for you, and it was paid for all mankind. Remember the Gospel of John chapter 3 verse 16? We've talked that one, talked about that one many times, or read that one many times. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a God of love. That's a savior of love. It's a love life, a wonderful way to live. You know, continuing in, in the context of, of praying for our leaders, let's look at what God's word says about the state of the world and its continuing state until the end times. And in Second Timothy chapter 3, let's start in verse 1. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, verse 3, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, reckless, puffed up with pride, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Verse 7, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Boy, don't we see that today everywhere we look. Men blaspheme God and they're unthankful. They falsely accuse those that don't agree with them. They're puffed up with pride. They love pleasures more than they love God. They have a form of godliness. In other words, they act real religious, but their heart is far from God. They deny that there is even a God who cares. Do you see why it's so important for us to pray for leaders and those that are in authority? Do you see why it's important to pray for the president, the vice president, and every other level of government, whether it's a state level, county level, city level, it's so we can lead a quiet and peaceable life, as we read in 1 Timothy chapter 2, to the end that we have the freedom to freely speak God's word to a perishing world. That's the reason. Our leaders need your prayers, your family, your neighbors, your co-workers. They need you to love them to the end that you lovingly and boldly speak God's word to them regarding the saving grace found in Christ Jesus. Don't you ever underestimate your value within your sphere of influence. The life you reach today may in turn reach millions. Whether you reach one or millions, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain. You know, if you're in the Chicago area, and if you'd like to join me speaking God's word and ministering to people and praying for people on the streets, shoot me an email. We still have some good weather ahead of us where we can be out and about. And I love going out. I love going out to the streets and making the truth of God's Word and God's love available to others. We've only got one life to live. Let's live it for God. He has blessed us with eternal life through Christ. Let's make that life available to others. If you want to join me, just shoot me an email at greg at com. Thank you for taking the time to listen today. I appreciate it. God bless you. Have an awesome day.
0: The Solution Radio Show archives are available at thesolutionradioshow.com along with resources to encourage and help you in your walk with God. The Solution Radio Show is supported by listeners like you. Make a donation today to join in sustaining God's work at the thesolutionradioshow.com. You've been listening to The Solution Radio Show with Greg Backus, and we thank you for joining us today. God bless you. You are God's very best.